Hello and welcome to the Disc Dump Podcast. This is the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I have a very special uh, guest, and that would be Zach from the comics that we love. What's happening? What up, homie? How you doing? I am drunk. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Podcast-a-thon 2! Podcast-a-thon 2! This is our fourth podcast of the evening yes Yes. and we figured the disc dump is the time to get silly so we figured that we both have done six podcasts in less than a week yes like uh tomorrow i have one and the next day i have one so that's six holy shit fuck yeah (laughs) hardest working men in podcasting you know it fuck you joe rogan with your (laughs) four or five hour podcasts a week fuck you yeah (laughs) that doesn't count that's still only one yeah (laughs) uh so um today we are talking about a movie that I don't think about often enough, and you were like, fuck yeah, we're going to do this one. And what movie is that? MacGruber! MacGruber! Um, when did this movie become a thing in your life? Okay, so it uh, it came out in the theaters. I saw commercials, thought, this looks stupid, and it's the guy that I don't think is funny from Saturday Night Live, so I'm not going <laughs> to watch it. And that's how I that's how I meet cuted it basically. It was like that looks stupid. Not gonna watch it. But then it came out on DVD, and one of my closest friends, shout out to Mike Veach, uh, he actually he bought it, and he kept telling me he's like, dude, you have to watch this. It is so funny. The thing is, I wasn't even familiar with the MacGruber character that that Will Forte did on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. I wasn't familiar with the shtick of all of those scenes. Where he tries to defuse a bomb but just keeps talking and the time is running out and they're like, yeah. come on, MacGruber, <laughs> come on. You know, I wasn't familiar with any of that. So I went in completely cold on the on the character and thinking that Will Forte wasn't funny. And man, when I watched that the first time, I was just rolling laughing at Dude, how stupid it is. It's, it's so fun. It's so fucking funny. I also was not familiar with the SNL sketches, but I love Will Forte. He's so funny to me. He's and, really grown on me in years since. Like, yeah. have you ever seen The Last Man on Earth? Yeah, that's a good show. I enjoyed it. it. The whole premise is he's a scummy, gross horn dog, but like, <laughs> so it doesn't translate well as much nowadays as it did when it first came out, like four years ago. But yeah, it's. Uh, I really enjoyed that show a lot. It quickly dissolves from the name of itself, The Last Man on Earth, immediately. So he's not the last man on earth. Spoiler alert. Because the, how do you keep a show going with a single person? <laughs> you know, Dude, he has so much fun, though. He's just destroying things and all. Like, oh, my God. I can't imagine how much he, fun that was. That show starts off very much like half of the human race would be in an instance like that. Yeah. If they're alone, you know? Yeah, and like they keep they, they it's a comedy, so they stray right stray away from looking at dead bodies on the ground. Course, and yeah. like he walks into a florist, and the flowers are all fine. Like <laughs> it's a very silly show. But uh, MacGruber is a parody of MacGyver. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen MacGyver? My mom fucking loved MacGyver yeah. when I was a kid, so I watched tons of MacGyver as a kid and thought that that guy was the coolest. My dad is Mullet like, and all. and my dad is like the real life MacGyver. Like, really? Yeah, he just is real crafty with like shit that he just sees laying around. He's like, now he's into fly fishing, but he wasn't always. So to do fly fishing, you have to be all into like tying things together and making do with what you got. Sure. So that's just always been his thing. So everyone calls him MacGyver, <laughs> and uh, naturally, of course, I've seen that quite a bit because he relates to MacGyver so much. <laughs> That's fantastic. I am reverse MacGyver. If you put me in a situation where I have to finagle different things to make it work, I just quit. Yeah, if it's not a paperclip, I can't use it. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what to do here, so I uh, guess we're gonna all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie is uh, a spy comedy. Very funny movie. The, uh, the movie starts off in Siberia. And um, Dieter von Kunth <laughs> is the main bad guy's name, and he's played by Mr. Val Kilmer. The fucking one and only Val Kilmer. This is towards the end of him being able to speak. Yeah. So this is one of his last movies. Makes me very sad because I love Val Kilmer. Yeah, Mad Mardigan, bro. Mad Mardigan. <laughs> That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I may have done that before. <laughs> yes, this is a, you nailed it. Um so he is uh, Dieter von Kunth, 
and he is he steals this nuclear X five warhead, and they just massacred these people. It opens with like blood and guts, and it's yeah. like this is a comedy movie, people. <laughs> and uh, the blood and guts are so funny in this movie. They are. Um, uh, Colonel Jim Faith and his uh, Lieutenant Dixon Piper, played by Powers Booth, and. Uh... That other guy. That other guy who's in all the action movies from the early Son 2000s. Son of a bitch. I'm going to look him up because I'm really mad at myself that I can't think of his name. I'm the worst with names, so I hear you there. Um, they are like, they recognize that Dieter von Kunth is some serious shit. So they're like, we need the best in the biz. So they go to like Cambodia or some shit and they find MacGruber. <laughs> yeah, and he's like a monk. Yeah. Living as a monk. Like, These are my people now. I'm nonviolent. <laughs> He's got a mullet. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe. I'm just, I just need to point out that I did not get to the website yet. I believe I you. I thought of that myself. You did it. You did it. I don't know anybody's names. But yeah, uh, uh, Jim Faith is played by one of the guys on the Council of S.H.I.E.L.D. in those <laughs> movies, the Marvel movies. That's all I know him as is that guy. I'm pretty sure he died, didn't he? Powers Booth? Yeah. He may have. I think he died a few years ago. I think he may have. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, they they go and find MacGruber in the woods, essentially, and there's like, the game has changed, and he goes, the players are the same! Yeah. <laughs> and uh, turns out Dieter von Kunth killed MacGruber's wife. I love the scene where they show it too at the wedding, and he's standing in front of you know in front of his wife, played by Maya Rudolph, and you see Val Kilmer put a window down in a limousine and in slow mo say "fuck you," <laughs> and then shoot a rocket launcher. No, the Bible her. has a bomb in it. Oh, that's no, that's right. The rocket launcher's at the at the, the end, end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. You know, later, it fucking explodes. That's right, and Maya Rudolph just like explodes all over. <laughs> it's just blood everywhere and um so then uh faith and piper bring mcgruber to the pentagon and mcgruber is clearly jealous of piper who's like this young whippersnapper who is clearly a superior agent and they like he like headbutts him at one point (laughs) (laughs) yeah just i don't know it just treats him like shit from the get-go for no reason at all he asks a question and and piper gives him all the info and he's like I asked the colonel. <laughs> and the colonel's just like, well, everything that he said is correct. Thank you, colonel. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's so childish. <laughs> I love it. He's such a piece of shit. It's yeah. so good. And uh, so he it goes out and he's like, I'll have my own team. I don't want Piper as one of my people. And he goes and recruits a whole bunch of, I, I presume those are the wrestlers you All were talking about. pro wrestlers. Chris Jericho, The Great Khali, Mark Henry, Big Show, Kane. Actually, Big Show is the one that he finds out is gay and then doesn't, and crosses yeah. his name off the list. The Big Show's like, I'm so happy to see you. And then this dude comes up and he makes out with him. And then the guy goes to leave and he makes out with him a little more and he crosses off the You see him cross the name off the list. <laughs> Yeah, all these wrestlers. The, the the back and forth between him and Jericho when he's like, he's like, I love to hear you say those kind of things. Oh, I love to say those kind of things to you, and I love listening to it. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the back and forth, it's just so perfectly timed. I'm not a, a huge wrestling fan, but I was definitely like, oh, those are definitely the wrestlers she was talking about that do amazing cameos in this. Yeah, I loved, I love all of that. So good. It was so good. And so he has these big hulking men in a van. And with he tons goes, of guns. With tons of guns and explosives. And he goes to recruit his last person, which is uh, Vicky St. Elmo, who is played by Kristen Wiig. Yes. The lovely Kristen Wiig. The lovely Kristen Wiig. And she says no. She's like, I'm not. I got shot last time we hung out. <laughs> so he's like, all right. And she's like making up her own singer songwriter music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Her song. I love it. I love that. It's at that cliche 80s ending where she's just like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she says no. So he gets everybody in a van full of explosives. And uh, he's talking to. um the Piper and Faith. Piper and Faith. Yeah. And he's telling Piper, You're not allowed on my van. Yeah. You don't there's no room in the trunk. Yeah. <laughs> because it's filled with homemade C4 that I packed myself. Kaboom. <laughs> 
his entire team just dies in one shot. My favorite scene of the whole movie is Will Forte's reaction to that. And he's like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 Tug. Because there's two guys named Tug. So he's like, Tug, Tug, you guys, are you okay? <laughs> oh, God. That shit kills me every time. It was so fucking funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's... He's and then they cut away and it's they were just like the funeral was nice. You said the f word too many times, but the funeral was nice. And he was like, they're fucking great guys. And it was a fucking terrible day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then he goes, well, you don't have a team, so I can't put you on the assignment. And MacGruber's like, what? But what? He goes, the game has changed. And MacGruber goes, but the players are the same. That's the moment. Yep. <laughs> they say that so many times in this movie. And uh, then the the colonel's like, I'm sorry. And he leaves. And then Piper comes in and he's like, please, hey, be part of my team. Be part of my team. <laughs> and um, then he's like, why would I do that? And MacGruber's like, I'll suck your dick. I'll let you fuck me. I'll fuck anything in this room. <laughs> Just tell me what you want me to fuck. <laughs> And it turns back to Piper and he's talking and then it turns back to Will Forte and his pants are off already. <laughs> it's just like, I need some kind of lubricant, I guess. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, but... This scene is fantastic. And then Piper agrees and um, Kristen Wiig shows up. Well, the, first the, the, the colonel comes back in and he's sitting on the floor with his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, two men don't make a team. Yeah, and then uh, Kristen Wiig shows up, and he reluctantly is like, okay, you guys can go fight Dieter von Kampf. It's time to pound some Kampf. Pause for a second, and and I just need to point out that bringing in a guy like Powers Booth to play the role of this colonel was a stroke of genius, because those are the kind of roles that that guy has played throughout his whole career. These grizzled, hard-boiled characters who are just serious. He's like the straight man, you know what I mean? So bringing him to be opposite of someone like Will Forte as MacGruber is just a stroke of genius. It's Mm -hmm. like the Leslie Nielsen effect, because the beauty of Leslie Nielsen was always that he's not the one being ridiculous. He's trying to be as serious as possible, and everything around him is and completely, some, is completely ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. And like, that's that's what they did with Powers Booth, basically. Yeah, so I, lo- I love that. Uh, Leslie Nielsen, his last movie, he plays a woman, and it's fucking hilarious. What movie is that? Uh, I believe it's called um, uh, Stan Helsing. It's what? a parody of a bunch of uh, horror movies. Yeah, and he just plays a, a waitress at a diner. It's so fucking funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, different funny movie. <laughs> it's a terrible movie, but that's a funny scene in that movie. Um, so then they uh, they agree to go on their little mission, and they travel to Kunth's nightclub in Las Vegas, and MacGruber immediately reveals that not only is he alive, but he's coming for Kunth, and this is exactly where he's going to be. That's right, because Kunth believed that he died in the explosion. Yeah, 10 Everyone years earlier. Everyone thinks that he's dead. Yeah. Yes. And what does he do? The first thing he does get on a stage and scream that he's alive and he's coming for cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that was a huge advantage that he thought you were dead. And he's just like, well, this is my plan. Is that now he knows where we're going to be? <laughs> <laughs> so what is your plan? I kind of make it up as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> so his plan then the next day is he dresses Kristen Wiig up like himself. <laughs> oh, man. That's another one of my favorite scenes is her in the coffee shop. <laughs> she is... She is so brilliant at playing awkward. Yes. And it is and it makes you feel anxious watching her do it. He's like uh Will Forte's on the uh on the like the earpiece for her and she's like uh, I would like this drink and he's like I would never order that. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes, "Never mind, actually, never mind." And then she goes to tip him and he goes, That's "I would best. never tip him." And she's like pulling the money out of the jar. It's this long, slow, awkward scene of her sticking her hand in the cup and pulling out the exact change. <laughs> and the dude was just like, "Wow." <laughs> That guy pops up in the end credits too, where she yeah. like, shows her taking money out of a jar, and he's just like, "Are you fucking serious?" <laughs> so funny. So while she's in the coffee shop, uh, Kunth's men are completely aware that twenty blocks away, MacGruber is in a van, <laughs> and they light up his van with a machine gun, and so the, he's screaming, trying not to get killed, and then Kristen Wiig just hears him screaming, so she's rolling around on the <laughs> she's ground, in the, screaming, in his coffee shop, and everyone's <laughs> staring at her. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> and uh, eventually, he MacGyvers himself into being like to pushing down the with a mop. With a mop, he gets the van to go, and he crushes the guy who's shooting at him with a machine gun. And uh, w- what happens from there? Well, that's I love the moment then when when it's all okay, and and he get, he tells Kristen Wiig, he tells. Yeah, what was her name? Vicky St. Elmo? Yes. Yeah, he tells her, like, he's they're fine. And she just quietly stands up and she's like, Hi, uh, I'm going to go. My my friends were being shot to death. And <laughs> just quietly goes out of the... Uh, God, I love Kristen Wiig. She is, she is one of my favorites of recent, like, SNL alumni. Mm-hmm. And I, I just love everything that she does. She's so funny. And she's got such a unique delivery. And it just kills me every time. Do you remember when she got in shape for Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, whoa, Kristen Wiig is so hot. Did you also feel that way? I already thought Kristen Wiig was hot because she's hilarious. And she's that hilarious. to me is super sexy. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But like when people are like, Kristen Wiig is so hot. I just imagine that SNL skit where she puts on the fake forehead that goes into her oh hairline. Oh, my God, And yeah. she has the little the hands, hands. And I'm like, that's who you think's hot, huh? <laughs> like that shit, it just every time, that's what I imagine. That's all you think of? Yeah, and I'm like, are you like, okay, sure, why not? Anyway, Kristen Wiig, sure, you're hot, why not? She's totally one of my celebrity, like, crushes. I'm not even going to lie. She's one of those actresses that she was in comedy, and then she was in a movie where she had to do full frontal nudity, and all of a sudden she was in dramas. You know how that's, like, it's, a thing? That's such a weird thing that I feel, I feel like, honestly, I feel like that's something that Hollywood does on purpose. 100%. That, like, it's almost like a, a rite of passage, which is, it's shitty and it's cruddy. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but it, it feels like... There are certain things that sometimes women have to do to, quote unquote, be taken seriously, whether it's like they were a teen idol. So you got to show your boobs in a movie to be taken seriously or do a full frontal or do like a crazy raunchy sex scene like Halle Berry in Monsters Ball. Yeah. Like she became lauded as a serious actress after doing a crazy sex scene with Billy Bob fucking Thornton. Yeah. You know? <laughs> But, like, she was already a good actress, but, like, it, it felt like Hollywood then was like, okay, you're cool now. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, the lady who plays Han, uh, or who plays Agatha Harkness. Um, oh, oh, man. I Han love me some Catherine Han. Catherine Han. I love Catherine Han. She was not a serious actress until she did full frontal nudity in a movie. Oh, well, on the TV show on HBO, I think it was. Was that what it was? Yeah, I watched the show. It's a really good show. It only got one season. Oh, well. I was really sad about it. I can't think of what it's called. Anyone who listens to High on Horror knows that I am the expert of celebrity nudity. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's... You're the living embodiment of Mr. Skin? I, I have... This is not the first time somebody has told me that. <laughs> so, yep, that's the boob report, y'all. <laughs> this has been Boob Report with Miles. Yeah, on High on Horror, I have, like, a segment that's just, like, oh, these are the actresses in the movie? Here's where you can see their boobs. <laughs> you really are Mr. Skin. I am Mr. Skin. Oh, it's my amazing. God. That was my favorite website when I was a kid. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> so then the scene cuts to uh, Dieter von Kampf, and he is painting something that's, like, abstract art, and there's an old lady sitting topless in front of him <laughs> for no reason. Because <laughs> the painting looks nothing like nothing that. Nothing like her at all. <laughs> It kind of looks like a like a, a Jamaican woman, actually. Like I'm seeing the painting in my head, it looks more like a. It's like completely a, different. Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, they're spraying her with water, and he goes, "More, more." He's spraying more. her boobs with yeah. water. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? And uh, they come and they break the news to him that MacGruber is still alive, and uh, so he's like, "Fuck MacGruber, go kill him," and uh, then we cut to well no because he he's like take him seriously because remember they're like do you, he's like do you remember the assassination of president jimmy carter no exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's uh yeah so Kunt throws a ball a ball or some shit right a ball like he has a party it's of some degree Oh, oh, I was picturing him throwing a ball. Oh, no. Like, throwing a physical ball. Yeah, it just bounces across the room. He's playing wall ball. <laughs> no. Uh, so he throws this, like, shindig, and uh, MacGruber, of course, is there. Oh, and the whole time, by the way, every time MacGruber gets in or out of his car, he takes his 80s stereo with it. Yeah, it's got the handle. You can pull it out and take it with you. <laughs> and uh, he's he only listens to soft rock. <laughs> and the best part about it is, like the scenes are all set up with him getting into this like this uh 
top-down car putting on sunglasses it's this rocking music but then when you actually see him driving it's a soft rock it's like <laughs> sailing <laughs> yeah, it's... it's so fucking funny oh, and um so then they go to this uh the shindig and uh Kristen Wiig expresses that she thinks one guy who is clearly the guy with the information that he yeah. might be the guy. And uh, MacGruber's like, oh, you think he's hot, do you? Do you think he's hot? You think he's sexy? <laughs> Why don't you marry him? No, seriously. Quit the mission. I understand. Go don't marry him. <laughs> <laughs> and so she tells him to follow the cocktail waiter. Or she, he tells her to follow the cocktail waiter. And he goes into this game of high stakes poker where Kunth and a senator are playing cards. And uh, MacGruber comes in and he goes, he's bluffing. <laughs> I know it for a fact. I can see it in his eyes. Real quick. And this is like a like a dumb little subtle piece of writing that I that I like because it's it's such a ridiculous moment, what we were just talking about with the why don't you marry him, that yeah. whole thing. <laughs> and it seems so ridiculous on the on the surface, but when you consider the fact of where this goes and that he's got a thing for her, there's like this extreme jealousy happening right there yes. that you don't realize until much later. But it's but at the time it doesn't matter because it's so ridiculous and MacGruber is so ridiculous that it's still funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Sorry. Yeah, continue. MacGruber is like clearly got the hots for her. Yeah. And um, so he comes into this high stake poker and he convinces the senator that Kunth is bluffing. So the senator puts in like seven hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and he's not bluffing as a straight flush. <laughs> <laughs> And that's actually a pivotal point of the movie because from that point forward, Kunth has the senator under his thumb because the senator yeah. owes him so much money. So then they throw MacGruber out a window and um, they breaks the stereo. <laughs> what about the honestly and, and if this movie was made today, you could not put this you could not put this line in there, but it is so fucking awkward and, and it, that it just has to be mentioned. When the girl stand like this beautiful woman standing behind Kunth, and he's like, "Oh, is she your date tonight? Well, I hope you're excited to be date raped yeah. to her." And he's like, "That's my daughter." <laughs> and there's a silence. It's so fucking awkward. It's so good. And uh, yeah, then off screen, they just throw him out a window, and it breaks his stereo. And he's way more miffed about that than them being revealed to have been spies at this party. And yep. uh, Kristen Wiig sees that the senator is, like, trading information with one of the people. She's basically, like, the penny to his inspector gadget. Like, she's doing the real legwork. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even put that connection together. That is true. <laughs> um, so, they... Where do they go from there? Um, uh, this movie is not very in-depth. We're really going a lot deeper into it than it actually is. Hey, the, there is some depth that you don't even realize is there until you think about it later. Yeah. But it is, It's because it's such a stupid movie, you know, <laughs> you don't think about it. <laughs> um, so then they go to, um, do they get kicked off the case? No, they, they go somewhere where the trade is happening, where the warhead is being traded for money. Yeah, they find out about the warhead being traded, and, um... They dress her up as the guy that he smashed against the car. Right, yes. Because they don't know that he's dead yet. And then they dress the other guy up as MacGruber. As MacGruber. <laughs> yeah, Brian Philippe is dressed up as MacGruber. He's like, why did I have to dress up as you? <laughs> Just trust the plan. <laughs> and then he digs through a trash can and he finds a piece of celery. Uh, yeah, because you expect he's going to fool MacGyver because he pulls a bunch of stuff out. And it's like, oh, he's going to build something. And all it is is sticking a piece of celery in his ass and yeah. waddling around. <laughs> so she goes in and they clearly are like, this is not who we think it is. And then because they're about to like draw guns on her, MacGruber comes out naked <laughs> with a piece of celery hanging out of his ass. And they're like, what the fuck? And distraction. The, the other guy pops out and he shoots all of them. And uh, they go in. And there's a big shootout, and uh, the what is the guy's name? The 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 main not MacGruber guy. The main not MacGruber guy. Piper. Piper. Yeah. Piper goes in, and he's taking people out, and, and uh, he takes everybody out except for the driver of the van that has the nuclear warhead in it. And uh, MacGruber's like, "I got this," and he tries to make a bomb out of a tennis ball, and he throws it, and it just goes. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even hit. <laughs> oh, it's fucking amazing. Out. Um, so at that point, I think we're going to take a brief break and we will be right back. 
Welcome back, audience. Um, it is time for us to do another beloved segment that everybody seems to enjoy that I can only do when people are nearby. <laughs> and that is the terrible drink segment. Are you excited? I am excited. And I'm also very sad because I had a second terrible drink and I forgot it in my damn fridge. Damn. Yeah, it would probably be better than the one we're about to enjoy. I doubt it. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> what are we drinking today? Here's the bottle. Uh, we have Bolt House Farms carrot ginger turmeric juice so this this segment originated uh, i still haven't gotten a snappy like explanation of it when i was a kid we would uh my mom would shop at discount grocery stores we'd get the drinks that nobody else would buy and uh the discount rack the discount rack and she would buy a whole case of it and we didn't throw food away so it was like the drink could be good the drink could be terrible. We don't know. And I would sell it to people like, this is a terrible drink. So um, that was how this all started. And we have two ratings, terrible and not terrible. What are the ingredients in this bad boy? Well, uh, we have nine carrots, lemon, ginger, turmeric. And that's it? Yes. Oh, hey, this is some wholesome shit. Because you can feel good about what's in this bottle, which includes the juice of. And then it ah. those, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we got some pretty clean drink here. Yeah. Carrot, ginger, and turmeric juice blend with natural flavor and black pepper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Spicy. The natural flavor means there is something bad in it, and they legally can get away with not telling you. Yes, exactly. My sister works at McCormick, and she says anytime it says natural flavor, it just means it's something that grows in nature. I don't believe that. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna shake this bitch up. There is. Oh, you want to hear something interesting? So there is a, there is a flavor that is considered natural flavoring that is from the anal gland of a beaver. I've heard of this. Yeah. It's, van, it's artificial vanilla. Yeah. Yep. That's disgusting. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. So what do we smell like here? Not good. Uh, I mean, there's definitely a lot of carrot. I can smell the turmeric and the black pepper too. Honestly, it smells like a plastic bottle to me. Get a little the gingers there, yeah, yeah. As it's breathing, I can kind of smell more of the ginger. Hmm. This is either going to be awful or amazing. There is no in between. Yeah, like my my nostrils are burning, so that's a sign. <laughs> All righty, let's give her a taste. Cheers, cheers. Or what do they say? They say ho in uh, oh in Vietnam. Yo yo. Huh, that's an interesting mouth experience. Huh. If I bought a bottle of that, I would force it down and never buy it again. Yeah. I don't think I'd even force it down. Like, uh, it's that that thickness of juice that's not good. Like, you got apple juice. It's real thin. That's yeah. not so bad. You got your uh, your naked drinks that are pretty thick. Yeah, yeah. This is somewhere Bold in House is basically like a naked knockoff kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But this is like a weird thinner than na- naked but thicker than apple juice. Like, thicker than orange juice, I'd say. It's like a carrot attempt at V8. Yeah. Terrible or not terrible? Terrible. I think I'm, I'm going, going terrible. I think I'm going terrible, too. I'm not going to finish that. That's gross. There's too much peppery, lemony shit going on with the with the carrot. Yeah. No. The citrus is too prominent. The lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. Lemon and ginger. This would be something that you'd put in a Bloody Mary, maybe? Maybe. You know... You might be able to cook with that. Yeah, it's something yeah. you could cook with. Fucking put that on your your steamed vegetables. But you're gonna do something to it to make it not suck. Yeah, this is this is an ingredient. This isn't the actual yeah. dish. Right. Gross. And it basically just makes you not have to blend all those things together yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What uh they call it tapatia something like that. Maybe that's a different word that I'm thinking of. They have, uh, like, Spanish food. They have just, like, a paste that's everything that goes into all the food that they can just drop in instead of doing... Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. That might be the word. I'm not sure. Tapatia. I don't know. I could be wrong. I very often am. It's like, yeah, it's like an all-season or seasonal kind of thing. Yeah, but it looks like pesto. It's like goop. Uh Yeah. Anyway. Yep, so there it is. Bolt House Farms Carrot Ginger Turmeric. Don't drink it. Terrible. Yep. Terrible. Give it to your enemies. Yes, or your grandmother. Or your grandmother. (laughs) 
<laughs> that woman needs some more turmeric. <laughs> she probably does. Isn't turmeric the stuff that when you cook with it, it stains your like utensils? I don't know. I feel like it just burns everything and makes <laughs> it yellow. You know, she's an old woman, so carrot juice is actually going to really help her eyesight. Yeah, she, it helps so much. Vitamin E. Yeah, you know. Gross. Bug Bunny's got great vision. He does. It's how you got to get away from Elmer Fudd. Exactly. <laughs> This is so dumb. Anyway. I'd yeah. say more Yosemite Sam. Elmer Fudd's pretty easy to see coming. Yeah. Yes, he is. He's the least stealthy hunter in history. Yeah. And his gun does some weird shit. It, it does. Like bends backwards and shoots him in the ass and stuff. <laughs> you know, Elmer, you can see coming. But but Yosemite Sam, you hear coming. Yeah. <laughs> I want an R-rated Yosemite Sam. Yeah. Cause the, like, cause well, think about it. Like, oh, you're a rascally rabbit varmint. Can you imagine R-rated Yosemite Sam? Yeah. He's like, you motherfucking piece of shit, <laughs> cocksucking fucking rabbit, cocksucker. <laughs> Sorry, you have neighbors. I'm. No, you're good. Okay. You're good. <laughs> they, the, that's how they sound most of the time. So I hear you. <laughs> um. So speaking of grumbling and being angry. Because they failed to get the warhead out of the hands of Kunth, they are taken off the case. Again. Again. And he's like, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> I'll suck your dick. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, McGruber. So then they celebrate their, I guess they, what is the word? I'm like, Mourn the loss by having some beers. Yeah, it's, it's the bonding moment where they're yeah. all sitting around drinking some beers, thinking about how they screwed up. And Vicky gets up and uh piper's like so when are you gonna make your move on her and he's like (laughs) 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 yeah Mm -hmm. and uh there he's like it's pretty obvious that's what's about to happen and then they get jumped yeah well that's all isn't that the moment where we finally actually find out the whole actual backstory that that the wife that got blown up was (laughs) kunth's woman he stole her and made her have an abortion of kunth's child so, like, really, MacGruber is at fault for Kunth ever happening. Yes, 100%. And it's gnarly and awful. So, Kunth sends these people to shoot at them, and he uses Piper as a human shield. <laughs> <laughs> He's just getting fucking lit up with bullets. It's that cl- because they just bonded, and they, like, just became close. And there's that classic moment where it's, no! <laughs> and you think MacGruber's going to throw himself in front of the gun, but instead he jumps behind him. <laughs> He runs, and uh, they're getting riddled with bullets. Vicky gets in uh, MacGruber's car. They all three of them get in there, and they take off. And the guy wakes up. They're like, "Is he okay?" And he goes, "No, he's not okay. He's dead. He just got shot two hundred times." <laughs> and he gets up, and he's like, "How did you know I had a bulletproof vest on?" And the guy's like, "I absolutely." MacGruber's like, "I absolutely knew that." Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So Piper gets mad and he's like, stop the car and let me out. Fuck you. I'm out of here. And then we go uh, to MacGruber goes to Vicky's house. He's been shot. Oh, my. He's been shot. And he's Vicky's like, I'm going to take the, the, the bullet out. And he's like, I need to experience the pain. And she just roots around in his leg forever <laughs> with a pair of pliers, like through this bullet wound. <laughs> it just goes on and on like. It's so nasty. <laughs> and then they just decide to finally have sex. These okay, so these next two scenes are my other two favorite scenes of the movie. They make me so uncomfortable because of the juxtaposition. <laughs> oh man, because it's that classic '80s like love making like soft scene with Take that song. These broken wings, yeah, and flagging. and just like soft touching and, yeah. stu- and caressing and stuff fingering his belly button yeah. <laughs> and then it just flips to what's actually happening it's just <laughs> i'm gonna gonna what, what does he I'm say to fill her? you up and she's like i'm gonna i'm gonna fill you up and he's like what oh that's weird let me do the talking <laughs> i'm gonna fill you up <laughs> so as soon as they're done having sex he feels guilty and he drives to the grave of his wife <laughs> and there he meets the ghost of his wife yes and he has sex with the ghost of his wife (laughs) it's the same thing the damn song starts again the soft petting (laughs) and playing with his belly button and it switches back oh my god this scene kills me every time i'm gonna shoot i'm gonna shoot (laughs) and you see the ghost and she's like wow 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 but i love you see the groundskeeper and it's just will forte's ass thrusting at a tombstone by himself (laughs) (laughs) 
laughing every time. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh my god. And then MacGruber goes out to the parking lot. What does he have against the car that he decides he's gonna fuck up? What? Oh, oh, because um so earlier in the movie this car, this uh, guy drives by and he's like, nice car, asshole. And he's like, fuck you. 975319975. And he, oh. he memorizes the guy's <laughs> license plate. And then if you look in and his notebook keep, yeah, later, his notebook. He, it's all that <laughs> license plate number. <laughs> and he walks out of the graveyard and sees that fucking car sitting there. And he keys it and he smashes the windows. And during that time, uh, Colonel Faith calls him. And Colonel Faith is like, we, uh, what is he? Oh, Kunth isn't involved at all. We yeah, have it was it on, the Russians. It was the Russians. We have it on good authority, and uh, that's when MacGruber sees a newspaper that says that there's the uh, uh, the house is addressing something or something. Oh, uh, it was the State of the Union address. State of the Union address. And he finally puts it all together. What's Th- going to happen? That's where yeah. the nuclear warhead's going to go off. So then he spends even more time. Lighting the car on fire. That's the best because once he, he has this realization and then he's like, Colonel, you don't understand. And he starts walking away from the car fast. And you think that he, this is his moment where he's like, oh shit, I have to stop this. But he just he's just walking to his car fast to open it and get gas out of the, <laughs> out of the trunk <laughs> to continue what he's doing. It's amazing. <laughs> and uh, so he blows this dude's car up. And then uh, he essentially he gets the gang back together to go. And uh, get Dieter von Kunth. Yeah, to pound Kunth. To pound some Kunth. And uh, they infiltrate this building. And the whole time, MacGruber's been talking about how throat rips are his main move. <laughs> but we've never seen it. But we've yeah. never seen it. And this dude just starts ripping people's throats Everyone. out. Everyone. Like, it's so funny. It's so gratuitous. <laughs> He's going, I'm going for the turkey. That's three throat rips. <laughs> and there's a lot of shooting that goes on. And uh, my favorite part of this whole movie, I fucking fell off the couch laughing, was when he uh, they're pinned down and MacGruber... Oh, and uh, of course, Vicky has been captured by Kunth. So it's the uh, Piper and MacGruber infiltrating this mm-hmm. place to get him. And uh, F- Piper's like, listen, you have to shoot a gun right now. And MacGruber's like, I'll tell you the truth. I don't know how. I don't know how to shoot a gun. And he's like, well, you have to now. And he hands him two, like, submachine guns. And MacGruber just jumps out from behind shit and is waving guns and screaming and his eyes are crossed and shit. It is the funniest fucking shit in this whole movie is him shooting guns. He's like, I love guns. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, long story short, they end up. Of course, MacGruber gives away their position over an intercom, and he's like, we're here, and we're going to kill you. So, he's so terrible at stealth. <laughs> he can't help himself. <laughs> and uh, they end up in the lair with Kunth and the giant missile, and uh, Kunth has them all at gunpoint, and he cuts MacGruber's mullet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the worst thing that he could do. And everyone, and, like, Vicky's, no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it empowers MacGruber. He becomes a rage monster. And he does a backflip and he rips the two dudes' throats out. <laughs> and he, like, shoots another guy. And he, go, he like, gets the upper hand on Kunth. He does these crazy kung fu moves on him. Kristen Wiig does a kung fu move. Oh, yeah, she does that crazy capoeira spin yeah. kick thing. <laughs> and um, they he locks Kunth up against the missile. He goes up, and they have to defuse the missile, and that's where the classic sketch comes in. Yeah, yeah. Which, the like, the first time I saw this movie, because I didn't know the sketch, I had no idea. You know, yeah. I just, it was just a scene in the movie. It was funny, but I didn't get it. And, like, years later now, watching it again, I've seen all those sketches, and it's even funnier to me now. Yeah, because he can't stop talking. He's like, I'm sorry, I had sex with my dead wife. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about it later. And he's like, quick, pass me a ball bearing. Quick, pass me some wire. I also need some pliers. And they throw him all the things, and he makes a wedding ring out of it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) He's like, make me the happiest man. And she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Just defuse the bomb. We have 30 seconds left. And he opens it. He goes, I don't know how to do this. I'm like a three wire guy <laughs> so there are hundreds wires. of wires in here <laughs> so he takes out the nuclear warhead and the guidance system and then they have to run out of the building they leave kunth there and the building explodes and uh 
then we cut to the wedding. Is that what happens yeah, next? Yeah, they, like, they get married. Yeah. Yep. He and Kristen Wiig are at the wedding about to get married. All of the henchmen's ghosts are there as groomsmen. <laughs> all the, yeah, and all the wrestlers yeah. are, are there as yeah, force ghosts. These force ghosts. And uh, Kunth shoots at them with an RPG because he survived. Yeah, he's covered in scars. And uh, the whole time, MacGruber's been talking about how he's going to cut Kunth's dick off and stick it down his throat. Yeah, he keeps saying this he keeps throughout saying, the movie. The whole movie he's saying that's what he's going to do to him. So then he gets Kunth. He, they all survive the RPG. He gets Kunth and he goes, I'm going to cut your dick off. And he goes, go ahead. And they pull his pants down. He doesn't have a dick anymore. He goes, it got blown off in the explosion. <laughs> so then MacGruber throws him off a cliff, shoots him with a machine gun, and then drops a grenade on him. And then pisses on what's left. <laughs> and pisses on what's left. <laughs> and then goes back to the wedding. <laughs> and then they get married. And, um, yeah, the, then eventually they get the body bag up to the wedding and he shits in the body bag. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love how everyone's, you know those moments where uh, they do a close-up of someone's face and they do like a half smile and like a nod, like, yeah, yep. good. <laughs> and they show that when he's killing Cunt, like, yeah. But then he pees on him and everyone's like, you could see their faces like, okay, all right, you can stop now. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the wedding photos, which are all absurd. All absurd. They're so funny. Like, you get your traditional, the cake in the face and stuff, mm -hmm. but then there's, like, them boning on the dance floor. <laughs> in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're shooting. He's, like, walking around in all the pictures with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, that's the movie. You have anything else you need to say about the movie? I don't think that I. I don't think I do. I think we've pretty much covered the good, the bad, and the, the ugly yeah. of this movie. <laughs> so, um, in this digital era, when anything is available online, do you think that this Blu-ray is worth keeping? By the way, I watched the unrated version. I don't know what version you watched. I don't know. I watched it on on my friend's Plex. I don't know if he has the unrated version or not. So. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and the. Uh, the, at one point, the other guy, he walks around with celery in his ass. Forgot to mention that. Oh, that's right. And that's like the rite of passage where he's... Because Piper idolized MacGruber. And, yes. And that's where he finally earns the full respect of MacGruber. Because he sticks a piece of celery in his ass and waddles around. And even though they're in a gunfight, there's that moment where he does the, the nod. Like the yeah. respect nod. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you say you watched this? Uh, on Plex. What the hell is Plex? Oh, man. Plex is the best thing you could ever have if you know people who have a lot of digital media that they either buy or get through whatever means they want to. Because that's not my pro That's not my problem. <laughs> uh, so Plex is this great thing where you can pay a monthly fee to put all of your digital media on basically a place on the interweb that you can get to it from anywhere. Like there's an app. You huh. can get it from your phone. It's basically your own personal Netflix, but for movies, TV shows, music, pictures. You can like you can keep anything on here that you want. And so if you have a ton of movies and you want to be able to access them like from a plane or, or like if you're a oh you know, if you're going abroad but you want to be able to watch movies when you're just in the hotel at night and you can just get them on your phone or on your computer. It's it's amazing. That's amazing. And you can share it with other people. So like like I don't actually pay for Plex. I don't have anything on Plex, but I have a ton of friends who all have like the Library of Alexandria in movies and TV <laughs> shows. And so I have like six different Plexes that I'm connected to. So anything and everything that I could ask for is there. Whether it be fucking Godzilla movies or or like the latest Marvel movie or whatever's on the CW right now, somebody's got it. That's wild. But it's but it's only good if either you have that shit or if you know people who do. Dude, this is a game changer. <laughs> like, if people don't own the movie I'm trying to dump, I can put it on there and be like, watch it on here. Yeah. Whoa. So you watched this movie on Plex? I did. Yeah. Okay. Shout out to my buddy Josh. Way to go, Josh. Yeah. You're the man. Oh, wait. Nope. I take that back. Josh, thanks for nothing. Shout Fuck out to you, Br Josh. Shout out to Brinker. <laughs> Brinker. All right. So knowing that now, we live in a digital era, my dude. Yeah. I have it on Blu-ray. It's going to be hard to put it on my computer. But if it's accessible, do you think it's worth me keeping this disc or should I dump it? I say keep it. You think because I should keep it? This is the kind of movie 
Like this is like I could not sit down tonight and watch this movie again. But this is definitely the kind of movie that you could pull out every couple years or if someone you know hasn't seen it and be like, "What? You you got to watch this dumb shit." Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's that kind of movie. Granted, if you can find it digitally, that's just as easy. Mhm. But MacGruber is such a MacGruber is not like a super popular film. No. Like I couldn't it wasn't on Netflix and it wasn't on Hulu when I looked. Okay. So those are the two big ones for me anyway. Where was MacGruber the TV show? Uh, Peacock. Say? They just so, released a whole TV show that's MacGruber. Yeah. So yeah, so maybe the movie is on Peacock then. It maybe could, it's there. it probably is if that's where the rest of the content is. It's a dumb enough movie that if you don't already own it, I say it's not worth buying, but you already own it and it's a fun, dumb movie that isn't always gonna be accessible because it's mcgruber yeah that's true that's true yeah i'm leaning towards dump it myself because if you can find it elsewhere easily if it's on peacock peacock's free you just have commercials so i'm like why would i need to own it if i Mm. because it's an nbc property they're not going to get rid of it it won't be the unrated version that's potentially true Hmm. Remember my Spawn debacle when you yeah. watched it rated, but I watched it on Netflix. You watched the PG thirteen version. PG thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because I'm saying keep it. And you're saying dump it. Yeah, I'm leaning towards dump it just because I feel like Peacock is always accessible. It's an NBC product, so it's not going anywhere. It was produced by Lorne Michaels because it's an SNL alum thing. It's yeah. from an SNL sketch. Exactly. Seth Meyers wrote on it and stuff. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's true. If those are NBC dudes. Hmm. Peacock's not going anywhere. They got the office on there. That's not going anywhere. Yeah, I bet people at CNN thought CNN Plus wasn't going anywhere. Is CNN Plus a thing? It was. <laughs> for a month. <laughs> I am not kidding. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> I mean, I believe that. But, like, I don't know. Like, when Netflix, when Peacock first became a thing, Netflix's contract with The Office was going yeah. away. And they said, we are terrified of Peacock because that is our most popular anything, is The Office. Oh, for sure. Oh, no, I, I was I was joking, actually. I think Peacock is going to be around for, like, they, they are making the right moves. They've got the right properties. Like, they made a deal with WWE. The WWE got rid of its own streaming service and now all has all its stuff on Peacock. Interesting. You can watch the... WrestleMania on Peacock live. So like why do I need to have this Blu-ray? I feel like I don't. I guess you don't. I still lean towards keep it just because it's so dumb and because I don't want to have to go out of my way to find it. Yeah. Here's the syndrome of this show. So many people say keep it to everything that they're on because they have now got this memory of doing a podcast about it. Uh. And it's been this whole experience and event of being able to talk about this movie. And I experienced that with a lot of things that I'm like, I don't need to own this. But then they're like, but it's holding a special place in my heart. Right. And that makes it doing a show on something makes it hold a place in my heart. So it's like hard to justify to get rid of things. Yeah. Yeah. My, like, my only thing with it is that because, I mean, granted, you are right. It's probably going to be on Peacock forever because it was made by SNL people, people who are all also NBC people. But for me, it was the idea that you have an unrated version. And because it's such a niche movie, yeah, that's going to be hard to come by. And so was- if you care about that... Because yeah. I've never seen the unrated version. I don't know how much it It adds. doesn't sound like it was any different from what you watched. It so. really doesn't. So maybe... It, okay, so in that case... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This was also at the birth of Blu-ray. Do you remember when Blu-rays first came out, they were like, it's an interactive experience. Click this button and uh-huh. watch this as other people who are watching the same movie are also watching it. <laughs> and it's like, BD Live, Blu-ray Live, watch it with other people. I vaguely remember that. Yes, this was the birth of streaming services, so they were like, physical media is important, please keep using it the same way that you're using it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you need to have the physical DVD Blu-ray. <laughs> the, yes, exactly. Like When I turned it on, it was like, would you like to connect to BD Live right now? And I was like, this is a thing still? This can't still be a thing. There's no way. Who am I going to connect with that's watching MacGruber right now? Nobody. <laughs> but you may have found a best friend in that moment. That's true, yeah. Best friend in me. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in Vietnam happens to be watching yeah. this at the same time. They're like, this is how I start my day. Every day is MacGruber. That's <laughs> what happens. So, I don't know. I think I'm going to dump it, my dude. 
You know, I think you I think you have actually convinced me that it is dumpable. Yeah. Even though I love the movie for how stupid it is, but when I think about it, I haven't watched it in like a decade. Yeah, it came out in 2009. Yeah. So, I was still in high school. Wow. And uh this might be the third time I've watched it overall. I owned it on Blu-ray. I literally took the cellophane off of it to watch it. Wow. So, well, now that you've said that. Yeah. It's it's been a long time since I felt the need to watch it. Like as far as Will Forte properties go, I'd rather watch the Brother Solomon 10 out of 10 times than this movie. Have oh, you ever yeah. seen that well, one? That's the that's the um one with Matt Damon where they're conjoined twins? No, it's the uh Will Forte and Will uh, Arnett are twin oh. brothers who have been completely sheltered from the entire world oh, no. and then their dad dies so they just get like put out in the world oh and no. they're like they're like we need to have a, a baby and they're like how are we gonna do that they're like we need to have a baby for dad and they high five <laughs> and they just like their whole mission is to try and procreate oh it's like kimmy schmidt but uh unbreakable kimmy schmidt but twin brothers i'm you not sure i've seen that show, show huh oh man it's on netflix it's a it's about a a girl who is stolen from her family when she's like 10 and put into like a cult like and lives in an underground bunker until she's like in her late 20s and then they fr- she gets freed but she still has like the mind of a 10 year old and she doesn't know anything about the world and she's just living in new york city huh yeah it's kind of like that it's like bob odenkirk is the director oh man yeah i got it for one u.s american dollar at dollar tree and it's the best one dollar investment i've ever <laughs> made the movie's fucking hilarious so like if it comes down to that versus mcgruber I'm, i would much rather watch that and you know you make a good point there that a, a movie like mcgruber in this day and age isn't going to be hard to come by because you will be able to go on ebay and buy it for a dollar exactly yeah so like i think we're gonna dump this one okay dump it it's been the first dump in a, quite a while i still think it's a fucking great movie yeah that, i think that's i think that's why I, I my brain is like you have to keep it because i think the movie is hilarious yes yeah, there's no denying it's a good movie and and it's such a weird thing to then give it a neck because it's kind of like giving it a negative rating do you know what i mean yeah yeah, like it's a hilarious movie. It's good, but we're in a digital era, and the whole name of the game is: Do I continue to possess this disc that's right. taking up space in my house when you really don't need to? And it's not a movie you're going to watch for another decade now. Exactly. So uh, we're going to dump it. Okay. This disc, sitting, disc, disc. You get it. <laughs> <laughs> this disc, this disc, uh, so I was just on three episodes of your show. Let's tell the world about it. Okay. So I do a podcast called The Comics That We Love, and it is all about me and people that I know or people that I meet and uh, sitting down and talking about the comic books that make them either that either made them a fan of comics or made them love the medium of comic books. And we've done... Uh, we're about to finish up season two. We might be into season three when this releases. I'm not sure. <laughs> Probably this is going to be 2044 when I decide to release this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean we we cover we cover books like Kingdom Come from DC or or you know like V for Vendetta or Superman Red Sun or like Maximum Carnage the Spider Man story. We're all over the place. We do like really well known beloved stories but also if someone comes to me with a book that they love but it's obscure i'm going to do it like xenozoic tales have you ever heard of xenozoic tales no it's a it was a comic book or from it's a super indie comic book from before indie comic books were cool or profitable it got turned into a cartoon show called cadillacs and dinosaurs and a video game and, and nobody's uh, heard of it. <laughs> and it's got a following, but it is a super niche following. And a friend of mine loved it, and I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. So if you love a comic like, and you bring it to me, I, I'm going to do it. Not you people, but someone that I know who I want to be <laughs> on the show. <laughs> you people, maybe, if you make a good argument. Yeah, I just love comic books, and I want to spread the love of them. And, uh, and just e- even for people, I want to be like an entryway for people who maybe want to learn more about books, you know, and, and the people who make them. So, yes. Yeah. And what I like about it is it's not like a review show. It's a gush. That's how you put it. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is why we love this. There's no like, oh, well, I didn't like this part. No, it's all about like, okay, this is awesome. And here's why. Yeah. I want like the show is a beacon of positivity because there's enough trashing in, in just that space. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Like, you know, you get it with any genre or any anything. There's going to be the group that, I love this so much that all I do is shit on it. Yeah, like Star Wars. It's hard to find oh someone who loves all the Star Wars yeah. things. And so that's what I want to do with the comics that we love. It's all about loving comics and showing why the, why is this book good. Not why what's wrong with it. Why is it good? And, you know, and why should on, you love it? I've been on three episodes you now. You have now. Yeah. Yeah. What was the first one we did? The first one that we did was Robin War from Robin Tom War. King. Yeah, that yeah. was a great one. That was fun. And yeah. then we just did uh, Future Imperfects and yeah. uh, the Contest of Champions. Yeah, we did a Maestro 2-pack, the evil Hulk from the future in two different comic book stories. His origin and one of his much later tales. It's it's very exciting. Yeah. So I love your show. I love being on your show. It's been a real joy to have a podcast marathon with you, my dude. I love doing these podcast-a-thons with you. This is, uh, this is a good time. I like being on your show as well. This Yes, thank you, thank you. So I'm going to ask you to recommend something to the audience. Doesn't have to be media; it could be anything. But I'm just going to go through my reads, and then you can tell me what you'd like to recommend. Some people are like, "Hug a friend," or <laughs> like, "Check out this book," whatever. So okay, think about that for a second. I want to say thank you to the Fat Rat for the use of their song "Unity," which you can find on YouTube. It's a really good, fun EDM song. I enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, I have multiple theme songs at this point, so I'm imagining that's the one that landed on this episode. <laughs> if you want to reach out to me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. That's D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. Don't forget that PP in there. It's important. And the, the never over... Never forget about the PP. Never forget the PP. In the over 100 episodes I've done of this show where I've said that, one person has emailed me. So <laughs> uh, it's a joke that is... Not necessarily worth repeating, but don't forget the PP. And uh, <laughs> so you want to find me on the socials? Disc Dump. D-I-S-C-D-U-M-P. All right, my dude. What would you like to recommend to the audience? I'm going to recommend a documentary series that I watched recently. Ooh. It's one of those limited series that Netflix does. It's called Jimmy Seville, A British Horror Story. Are you familiar with Jimmy Seville? No. Jimmy Seville was like the super celebrity of england uh like the dude was everywhere he's partying with like mick jagger and like the beatles and stuff like that he's this beloved icon who secretly was into a lot of weird dark shit i don't want to give anything away but it was like it was like if fucking santa claus you found out was a pedophile jesus yeah like that kind of shit like it gets like it gets real dark and it's like this guy has been a celebrity for all these years been around all these people doing all these good things but in the in you know when no one's watching when the cameras are off here's what's really happening holy shit and and the dude was beloved he's bill cosby of their area (laughs) in a way in a way i don't want to give any more away than that but uh it's a really fascinating documentary, especially for someone outside of the UK who isn't familiar at all with this guy and came into it completely blank. Hmm. It's worth checking out if you're into that kind of stuff. I, I like watching like weird, true crimey kind of documentaries. I guess this could be considered true crime. But yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Seville, A British Horror Story on Netflix. Well, I'm going to have to check that shit out. Hell yeah, that sounds awesome. While we're talking about documentaries, I found one on Disney that's fucking crazy. Oh, yeah? Um, it's called The Rescue. Do you remember when the kids in Thailand got, like, tra- or Vietnam, one of those two, got trapped in a cave? They were, like, spelunking, and then there was a huge monsoon and the cave filled with water. Oh, my God. And these kids got stuck in there. Do you remember this? No, no. It was, like, in 2017 or something. And it cave diving is such a niche thing that the uh, the Navy SEALs couldn't get them out. Like, all these people who were in the military and the government, they couldn't. They couldn't get these kids out. Wow. So what they did was they reached out to all of the most prominent cave divers in the world who just do it for fun. And they're like, we need you to come rescue these kids. No way. Yeah, it's a real thing that happened. And it is so crazy because they're like cave diving you usually in stagnant water yeah this is a river underwater that they're fighting through and they're in a cave so the one wrong move you're gonna die yeah and then you have to transport 30 kids through that 30 against the water like against that and get them to the other side because as soon as you like are underwater and you're not prepared to be in a cave you're gonna freak the fuck out and they have to get kids out of there 
That's crazy. It's a crazy documentary. It can, like thinking about it, I have goosebumps right now. I yeah, like knowing which way is up. Ooh. Yeah, ooh. like it is terrifying. Cave diving is like one of the most dangerous hobbies you can do when you're just by yourself, let alone when you're moving children. 30 children. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's only four of them. So they have to keep making trips back oh and my forth. Gosh. And uh, I don't want to spoil it, but they have to result to or resort to some weird ways to get those kids out that wow. yeah, these people who are not trained to do that have to be the, that the heroes of the story it's really good it's on disney plus it's on the national geographic side mm. of it so yeah check it out the rescue cool thanks for doing these shows with me man thanks for me for having me on yours this has been a blast it's always a good time yeah hell yeah well alrighty, audience until next time to hello